This episode of Real Life Sci-Fi is brought to you by Epic Reads and the new sci-fi fantasy Heart of Iron by Ashley Poston. New York Times bestselling author Victoria Schwab says Heart of Iron delivers a delightful cast and non-stop thrills. The pages flew by and I couldn't put it down. Don't miss this epic adventure perfect for fans of Six of Crows and Firefly. Pick up Heart of Iron today. Available now wherever books and audiobooks are sold. Do you do audiobooks? I tried, but the one that I tried to listen to was too quiet, and I was cooking. (laughs) Feral Audio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Life Sci-Fi with Wade and Willie. I'm Wade. Hey, this is Willie. Uh, this is a Feral Audio podcast. If you want to support Feral Audio, go to feralaudio.com and use our Amazon portal. Um, and uh, go, to, go, to, go to our iTunes and, and like us and comment, uh, even if it's a bad comment. Um, this, is the, uh, this is the podcast where we talk about sci-fi stuff, conspiracy theories. I'm a, kind of the cynic, and Willie believes everything. Um, and our special guest today is Yvonne Smith. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Uh, you have multi-titles. Do you mind uh, rattling them off? Actually, Yvonne Smith, uh, certified hypnotherapist, abduction or UFO abduction researcher. Okay. Well, just the two. Yeah. Too, 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 too many for me to remember. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Uh, we're actually in Mc, 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 McMenville. McMenville. I was wrong on the. I was UFO wrong on the. Festival. Yeah. <laughs> UFOfest.com, uh, and you're a speaker here. Yes, I spoke last night. How did it go? It was great. Uh, I received many um, positive comments, and people told me they were, you know, didn't want to look at some of the slides because it made them nervous. And so I talk <laughs> about UFO abductions. So, but this is my second time here at McMinnville UFO Fest. So I really, I really enjoy it here. It's nice. And you founded the Close Encounters Resource Organization? Yes, I have Close Encounter Research Organization as my support group, CERO, C-E-R-O, that I founded 24 years ago um, for the purpose of allowing people to come together every month to talk about what they experience. It's really like any other support group. Uh, people, like-minded people coming together. If you walked in, you wouldn't know whether it was a homeowners association meeting or, a, you know, I mean, the, these people are absolutely everyday people. Um, then I uh, established in 2013 Ciro International, which is open to the public. We bring in speakers from all over the world. Um, we're probably taking a break this year because it's... Uh, it's a lot to really put on an event. And like in this field, you don't go into it to make money because you don't make money. Yeah. You just, you know, you want to put out the information and educate people. So, um, so that's my uh, second organization. Well, I mean, um, it's, it's a weird thing because I always, whenever, whenever, you know, in, in this realm, um, it's almost like, people start to not believe you once you start making money. And it's like, uh, that that's, you know, when you get, when you get people that, cause we always argue about my whole thing is anytime somebody has a book to sell or something like that as the skeptic, it's like, 
Well, they're just trying to make money, so they're making stuff up to sell books. <laughs> Maybe yeah. some I'm, people, but, but you I'm know, like, they're, they're, no. I'll tell you when you. I've I've have two books out now. Uh-oh. You don't make any money. <laughs> I wish I did, right. and I deserve to. And other uh, researchers deserve to. I've been doing this for twenty five years. Well, what? Uh, sorry to cut you off, but what exactly? Can you just run? down like what you do like, from what i hear willie's been talking about you he, he's a big fan of yours uh and he says uh you you're it's sort of like uh psd for ptsd mm-hmm. P- ptsd for uh for ufo abductees is that right people who have had contact um they've seen a very strange craft in the sky and usually when they see a strange craft in the sky it may indicate that they have been taken. So um, I, re- I receive calls, now emails from people, I mean, all over, all over the world, really, uh, because they're haunted by those memories, those half memories of, did I see that thing? Did I lose two or three hours of time in my life? Uh, and that's just not one person. This is multiple people, uh, double abduction Cases. I presented a case last night with 12 people abducted. Yeah, from um, Coronado. From Coronado. Uh, they come to me because they want to work through or find out what happened if something happened. I mean, they come in and tell me, I hope I'm, I hope you tell me I'm crazy so I could take medication so I could go to the hospital an and answer. be done There's with. There's a fix. Um, but working through, what I do is I, I take them through hypnotic regression, which means if you come to me and you say something happened to you when you were 10 years old and you never forgot it, um, and this is a lifelong experience. It doesn't just happen once. It starts in childhood and follows the person throughout their lives as well as their family. But say I take you back to when you were 10 years old and we start going through what happened. I put you back in that house where you lived with your parents and your siblings and the person will relive if something happened will relive the experience but I use different techniques so that they don't go through the trauma through the fear through the pain what's important is to bring the memories up for up to the surface I've worked with uh, military I've worked with this is PTSD uh, PTSD symptoms are all the same I mean, they can't sleep, they're hypervigilant, something's going to happen. They can't go into a certain room or, you know, sounds will set them off. Um, Whether it's military, I've worked with rape victims, sexual abuse, UFO abductions. The symptoms are the same. And my goal as a therapist is to relieve them from those symptoms so that they could live their life but knowing that this is in their life, it's not going to go away. Have you... Um, Wait, you said it's always lifelong? So every yes. every kind of... It's always... What, at, at what point does it start? Like when they're 10 or... It could start when they're 2. It could start when they're 5. When but they're, it never you know. starts like at 30 or anything like that? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, okay. Sometimes they do. Uh, it may usually, okay, usually the research shows it usually starts in early childhood. But for instance, Travis Walton, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, he had what, five witnesses and, uh, he, he does not, or maybe he changed. I don't know. I've known him a long time, but when he had that abduction for five days, 
that was apparently his first abduction. Okay. So sometimes it will start when you're 30 or okay. you know, when you're 25. So I'm not out of the woods. You're not out of the woods, no. <laughs> that sucks. Especially now that you're in contact with me. Oh, great. <laughs> have you, um, this is, I don't, have you, have you, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like, I'm like okay. giddy because I'm like, I have way too much. <laughs> a lot of questions. A lot of questions, but uh, it, it's all fun. Um, Wait, we forgot to do the wow scale. Oh, yeah, Should we yeah. digress we or do, do you want to? Yeah, let's digress. I'm interested to know, uh, we do a wow scale um, to tell if you're, how close you are to either Wade or Willie on the scale okay. of. It's our own personal scale that we've uh, refined over the years um, just to see. I like to say how crazy you are. Okay. But, you know, that's a, an asshole way to put it. Because uh, I'm the normal one and he's the crazy one. Um, so, do you believe in aliens? Now I do. Now you do? Yeah. I mean, after doing my work for 25 years, this is real. Okay. But you didn't before you started. I, I've always been open-minded. It's because I have parents who are very open-minded. You know, in my house, we talked about ghosts. We talked about, I remember my parents sitting down at the dinner table and talking about the flyover of flying saucers over the U.S. Capitol in 1952. Yeah. I mean, they talked about this stuff. My grandparents. That's great. From Mexico, you know, came over here and they're, my, my grandma and grandpa were open-minded. that was kind of just brushed under the rug and people don't even think that. A lot of people don't I think don't certain even know. events have happened because they don't. People don't talk about them. They're not in the news anymore. Or well, they're not in the news because our our government won't put it in the news. Yeah. I mean, our news is regulated. It's not free news. You know, we don't get everything. We don't get the truth. So um, if if this were reported, I mean, we have we would have reports on the six o'clock news every day. Yeah, yeah, and and like also like I've seen. I would say, you know, I've seen dozens to hundreds of UFOs. I've never reported one. Okay, but he sees... You have seen UFOs? Yeah. But he sees things moving in the sky. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are just unidentified flying objects, right. but I have seen weird things, too. Yeah. Not just little dots. You okay. know what I mean? So, like... And I, I, you keep saying that, and I'm like, oh, what about the green lightsaber? Well, but it's not like the stuff that the people she works with has seen, right? You've seen, like... Lights moving erratically in the sky, knowing that it's not an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Right? Have you used night uh, I vision? Don't, I, I've been trying to get night vision, but no. But I, like, even uh, one time I was camping in, in, in Yosemite, no planes, no anything mm -hmm. in the sky, tons of stars, and I saw this thing flashing. It flashed sporadically, and then it stopped, and then it flashed sporadically. And this went on for, like, two hours, and I was like, I have to stop paying attention to it. I was trying to hit it with my laser pointer, but I don't think anything happened with us, you know. It, uh, as soon as I recognized that it was not a helicopter or plane. Right. And um, I just had to ignore it because I'm like, we're camping and I'm going to freak myself out. Uh, everyone that was with me also didn't couldn't recognize what it was. And um, I don't know. And that, yeah, that's just a flashing light in the woods. But what is what was that? But what, exactly. Yeah. I don't think it was probably was a mountain. Spying. It was probably a mountain. You didn't realize. No, no you could see. The, the, you could see the mountains. <laughs> All right, for hundred percent, hundred percent. Back to the scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you believe <laughs> that aliens are working with the government? I've heard this theory since I first started into the field. Um, 
that they're working with the government, that they made this agreement to for the government to receive technology and then they're able to abduct humans. I don't know. I don't have any proof, any documentation, any, I mean, I, just from the other, other researchers that have claimed this is true. All I know is um, that people are being taken, people are having experiences from all walks of life, and um, truly our government knows about these things. Now, whether they're in agreement with them, I don't know. Right. Well, it, the people you've worked with, has there ever been any kind of like sign of a government cover-up or anything like that? I'm sorry, the people that... The people that you work with who have been... I, is it abducted, abducted. always? Okay. Who have been abducted? I'm, like, I'm abductee. Some people say I'm an experiencer because they feel abductee is really negative. Right. So I, inter- I, I use them interchangeably. But has there ever been with any of the people that have been abducted that you've worked with? Has there ever been any kind of like government interference or any anything sort like of that? Always. Men in black stories. Always. Or, really? Yeah. Always. I mean, there's many stories, and I just had an experience myself after when I was in it maybe 23 years. It was a couple of years ago when I was speaking to um, Steve Pierce, who was one of the witnesses in the Travis Walton case. He was the youngest one at the time. He was 17 years old. He lived out in California for a short time, uh, living with a girlfriend. And he's the one, I don't know if you know the story, but he's the one that after the sheriffs came in, you know, they wanted to question the guys. They, they were convinced they murdered Travis. He ran out the back door oh, yeah, when yeah. the sheriffs visited him, and he wanted to hide. Well, I spoke to him, you know, I would say maybe this has been four years ago. He called me, and he said, I, Yvonne, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go and not, and just, I don't want anybody to find me. I mean, this has been recent, and he wanted to just go hide again. And um, because they were, he and his girlfriend were having activity, they saw somebody in their backyard, a man in their backyard. They saw a car, like a black car sitting in front, a black SUV, like observing them. Um, and so I said to him, and this was on the phone, I said, don't do that. I said, this is what the government wants you to do. They don't want you to talk. They want you to run hot and run and hide and run scared. That's all fear-based. Right. Keep talking about this. I said, this is a... This is a incredible case. You need to talk about it. All you guys need to talk about it. So we're on the phone for about 20 minutes, and I, we hung up. And I'm on the computer watching TV, and I hear this rumbling noise, like not even five minutes later, rumbling. I thought something was going to crash. And I, lo- I ran outside, and there were two helicopters flying over my house, treetop level, and I ran out because, I mean, you could feel it. And mm-hmm. my sister lives next door, and I yelled at her. I said, what are they doing? And they, they made a pass. They turned around, came back again. That was my very first experience with helicopters. But I feel that um, that was intimidation. Were they, uh, like, military, or were they, like, the black? They were white. Oh, really? White, and I could see one of the pilots. And somebody said, that's um, Coast Guard. I think, okay, great, but what's it doing in Glendale? What are they doing in Glendale? We're yeah. not near the ocean. Right. It was very strange. I mean, because we have helicopters, you know, when we oh, I'm sure. near the five freeway and yeah. they, when there's a crash, you know, mm-hmm. you, all of a sudden you see, oh, you know, something happened. These were 
over our house treetop level. Yeah. That, that has not happened before. It's not happened since. But it was very strange because it was right after I hung up a steep pierce. Because that's a very... Yeah. Well, not even but, uh, news or police helicopters have gotten that low in my experience. No. And I, we see helicopters every day. And yeah, they, all the and time. And they turned around and did it again. And my sister ran out. Um, you know, I really thought they were going to crash. That's what the... It, it's... It, the rumbling sound was so fierce. I mean, it's almost you could feel it through your body. Yeah, that's how close they were. So, um, and I know that with other abductees, they have taken pictures of black helicopters. I mean, they've taken video. Now that we have our phones, you know, they run out and they take these pictures, and I have pictures of these helicopters. Um, and a lot, it's just, it's intimidation. Uh, phones, you know, my phone, actually my phone, uh, went white one time, my cell phone, and came back on. After I had this call, I get calls of zeros, and I get just very strange calls that I don't answer. And then my phone came back on, and then I lost almost all of my contact information, That's but didn't really? know it until I'm looking for a number. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. So computers. Uh, my partner, Jim, the lawyer, he has had to buy two new computers because they keep crashing and others and other abductees as well. So there's been a, there's been a lot of and not blatantly lately where two men in black come in and, you know, right. come your house. Now, that's happened in the what late 50s and 60s. But uh, it's it's in a different form now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel, OK, if there's nothing to this. Why are people being intimidated? It's ridiculous. I don't know if they know how transparent they are. You know, they keep keep denying it. But okay, why are you bothering us then? Yeah. Well, what's weird is that, like, no matter how transparent it is, it works most of the time on people. Well, that, that's the thing. It's like you say. Um, you know, it's the fear element, um, and it, it does work. It will intimidate people because they will they will um, threaten the family. And this happened in the Roswell Witnesses. I'll be going to Roswell in July to speak. And I go there every year. And I speak, have spoken to, you know, the witnesses. I mean, this is a lot of them have died, but the families of the witnesses. And at that time, you know, the military was very revered. Whatever the military yeah. said, you do it. And though they, they said, you know, you're going to be picking your bones out of the desert if you talk about this and your family as well. So, and, you know, and the military, they had their pensions to worry about. Yeah. So they didn't talk about it. You, know, you can't blame them. Okay. What about ghosts? Do you believe in ghosts? I do. Do you have any ghost stories? I. Like personal weird um, things that have happened? I've had a lot of paranormal stuff in one of my houses when I was married at the time. My kids were small. My youngest um, seemed to be able to see spirits when he was about five years old. It's, it's kind of, he's got to grow out of it now. Paranormal activity and UFO contacts seem to intertwine. Uh, what, uh, what's like the weirdest thing that happened to you? The weirdest thing? Yeah, with paranormal. Um, in my house, we had a two-story house, and it, I had that's at the at the time I had the support group meetings in my home, and a couple of the members, two or three members, kept hearing glass crashing, 
like one woke up hearing it um and they talked about it at the meeting well the meet this was the meeting and everybody went home this is on a sunday and about the middle of the night we hear this crash because i had a huge downstairs i had a huge um mirror over my fireplace that whole mirror came down that night and just crashed on the floor and my husband I mean, it was like, and I told him, I said, people were hearing this, like in their dreams or waking up and hearing it, like as if they had a precognitive, yeah. you know, event. And that was weird. Yeah. I mean, even my husband admitted that was weird. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like put up in a way that it could fall, I'm assuming. No, you put up a mirror that's there, like. You know, we had lived there for a few years and it, then all of a sudden it just came down. Um, large, large, I mean, loud crash. What does your husband think about all this? He was a, um, I'm divorced now. He was a oh, corporate lawyer. And he he really believed in UFOs. I mean, when we went to see Close Encounters of the Third Kind at the time, oh my God, he was, he was more excited than I was because I wasn't even into this yet. <laughs> um, but it was, you know, I... I really got into my work, which was amazing for me because I usually get bored before I, you know, obsess over anything. Um, and he was okay with it as long as, you know, I'm presenting as a therapist. Right. But when uh, we'd go to cocktail parties or we'd go to conferences, you know, his conferences for lawyers. Uh -huh. um, I was doing, in the, in the 90s, I was doing a lot of television. That's at the time when Sightings was on, Encounters, sure, all these yeah, shows. Yeah. And I was on, I mean, we were on almost every week. Myself and my Ciro members being interviewed. So people, so lawyers and their wives started, were having cocktails. Oh, my God. Weren't you on television the other night? And, you know, what am I going to say? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually was very quiet about it. Didn't right, talk, right, and right. I figured, if somebody asked me, okay, I'll talk about it. But I never yeah. volunteered anything, like especially when we're all sitting <laughs> at the dinner table, you know. And that's I think that's what started bothering him because, mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden they're, they're asking me about right. my work. Yeah. But they were fascinated. Yeah. Um, what else do we ask? JFK, uh, do, you do you believe... Think, do you think JFK was killed by just Oswald himself? No. no. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite JFK theory? Um, no, only just, you know, when I watch so many documentaries, probably like everyone else, uh, just the fact that, it, you know, it it seemed very obvious that it was more than one gun, more yeah. than one shooter. Yeah. Like, um, that, like no matter no matter what, if, if if the documentary has something to say or whatever, even if it has nothing, it, they all point to the fact that, well, people heard gunshots from another place. From behind the, the fence. Yeah. I visited there uh, um, one time. I mean, it was, and I went up to the book, uh, you know, the, the depository. Book depository yeah. And uh, they had the whole museum up there now. But, um, I mean, really, I think anyone with, you know, half a brain will say okay wait a minute and then they talked you know they talked to witnesses but they were never interviewed for the the report the actual hearing yeah the brooking um, the they heard the sounds coming from behind the fence so it was like okay more than one gun it wasn't just oswald so 
Okay, what about... I like the... Uh, we gotta ask if you believe in Bigfoot or not. I've never seen it. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, again, I watch documentaries more than anything else. Right. When I listen to the witnesses, it's like, why would they... Why would they make something like this up? Yeah. They look scared. Um, they're not, you know, when you perpetrate a hoax, it's to make money. Right. And you have to have a lot of money to perpetrate a good hoax. <laughs> These people don't, you know, I mean, why would they, why would they even talk about this? Because all they're going to do is just like with the UFOs is, you know, be ridiculed. And so, um, I don't know. We we discover new things all the time, new hmm. planets, new species of animals. I mean, I don't know. So you're I, open. I don't you're wanna, open-minded to it. I, yeah, I don't want to. But you're I not. don't want to come across one. <laughs> okay. I don't want to come across one. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, well, superstitions. Do you believe in any superstitions? Walking under a ladder, no. breaking a mirror. No. You're not a superstitious person at all. Okay, I'm going to put you at an eight. Which means... You're like an eight. I'm a ten. He's a ten. I'm a zero. Of? On the wow scale. So what does that mean? You're a ten. That means you're like crazy? Like if it's a spectrum. And I'm kind of crazy? Yeah, you're, you're, you're 80% crazy. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. It makes me more, you know, exciting. Yeah, Let me exactly. Ask you this. You've been doing this for a long time. And mm-hmm. you, you are... On the scale of credibility, you're at the top. You, 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 you are in research. You're not coming out trying to tell people how anything is. You're just using the research to support your claims. Do you feel like you have more, um, you on average, do people, cause I know you've spoken at MIT, you've spoken at Mm -hmm. colleges, you've, you've, you are the expert, but when you get down to people that don't believe there's obviously ridicule or people just not believing you. Do you feel like in your life you get more resistance or more acceptance to to your claims of, or well, to the other people's claims or to the this to, to the whole thing? You know, I have found um, that when people find out what I do, um, they're they're number one very fascinated, and then number two, I will get people go. You know, back in the '60s. You know, I saw this really strange thing, and I didn't know who to talk to. I mean, I had a medical doctor telling me that. Um, it's more, uh, it's more of fascination, and uh, it, and it's, I mean, I really haven't had. I mean, maybe behind my back, but I mean, I really haven't had any type of ridicule um, lately. I mean, we're in 2017, yeah. and now everybody has cameras on their phone and you know i mean things can be documented can you imagine what it would have been like if we had our iphones at dallas yeah. that day yeah except for well we've collected know. all the phones and we've, we've looked through <laughs> all the <laughs> zabruder was the only one shooting that i mean that's amazing but yeah. um they would have been in trouble if we had if everybody yeah. had an iphone um but you say that but then like things like the boston marathon bombing happen and there's like yeah, there's footage, but they still like you know it's like all over the place and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm just saying, like, well, you know, it's like I think when something like that happens, like the bombing at in Boston, I think people are, and it could have been too during the Kennedy assassination. People are in such shock, yeah, that 
they don't think, oh my God, I'm going to film this. You know, right. I don't know. Could people react differently? I mean, it would be very shocking. Can you imagine being there? Yeah, and I am happy that that not everything's on camera for that respect of like we're we're not all paparazzi trying to make that right. dollar to get the the one thing we caught on camera. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think um, I think people people mainly will, will react in shock of they're watching this and not believing what they're seeing yeah. type thing. Um, have you ever? I, I I don't know how to add. What, what's the most What's the one thing, if you think back to everything, that has either impressed you or just taken you off guard the most? You know, like um, whether it be maybe a story of an implant or maybe some kind of uh, contact through regression where I don't know, because in, in the realm of telepathic communication and, and I'm, I'm not trying to lead this. I'm just trying to throw a bunch of things out like what what? What are you most impressed by, or what what uh, ter- has turned your head the most in in this whole realm of uh, alien abduction stories, or or things that have happened, or? Well, I think it's just the um, the the caliber of people that have come forward for help, um, and their conscious memory, as well as what happens in regression. There's so many similarities that thread through person after person after person, and these people don't know each other. I've had people draw what they remember, say, in regression, and it's very similar to many other people, and these people still haven't met. Um, And it's just, I mean, just the, you know, people from all walks of life. I work with medical doctors, scientists, lawyers and people were you know owning their own companies construction work i mean just from all walks of life and at this point you know which is i'm hopefully trying to change uh in my lifetime that you know this change the stigma of why should people be worried about losing their jobs and their standing in their community and uh, in in their careers because they mention UFOs. Yeah, why why should you be embarrassed for something that happened to you? That happened to you, and um, I want to start putting out very short videos of people being interviewed, saying like, for instance, um, I've been a neurosurgeon for forty years, and since childhood I've been abducted. I mean, what are people going to say? Like, he saved my life. I know he's not crazy. You know, that sort of thing. These are the people, you know, I think people, if the general public knew who was being abducted. So you, you but you've just seen enough stuff to where you want to take it upon yourself to get this information out to everybody. I worked with celebrities. You know, some of them have admitted being abducted on on the air. Like Sammy Hager. Um, Who's the other one? Um. Funny lady, she's—I I can't think of her name right now. I'll probably think of it later. Few, a few of them, handful of them, will um, have talked about being abducted, and um, and and believe me, I mean it. Roper poll came out: one out of fifty American adults have had experiences. Well, let me ask you this: what, from everything that you've heard from people, how, what should we be doing to? St- to help 
stop the abductions? Like, has there been a story of like, oh, I, you know, I, I start, I, I had a weapon and then they went away. I drank so, Mountain Dew and and they didn't want anything to do with me. <laughs> you know, you know, people have tried to use prayer when they because they will feel something coming on. They will feel like their um, their hair will stand they feel up the presence. Feel it and. Um, They'll, they'll use prayer to make them feel safe, and sometimes they've, they've been able to ward them away, like no, not not right now, or go away, or whatever. But it doesn't stop it, you know. I mean, I wish I had a way to stop it. I wish I had that power, but um, it just it's it's a part of a person's life, and I just help them incorporate it into their lives, and that's why I founded the support group. We still meet every month, and it's just people coming together and not feeling alone, just like anything. People yeah. have been raped, people, you know, I mean, just like anything, um, any of these support groups. So um, weapons won't do anything. I mean, people try to videotape, you yeah. know, turn it on. There's always go to uh, sleep, electrical interference or waking up, going to the video camera and turning it off. What? Yeah. I mean, because that's what people, I did a lot of talk shows, you know, in the 90s, and, oh, well, why don't people videotape it? You know, well, and then you tell them that, and then they think that, you know, you're making it up. And, um, but that's, yeah. They, oh, how convenient. Yeah. <laughs> they're programmed. I think they're just programmed to, that's well, cause what, the, this, what this always comes down to is a discussion of belief. Yeah, like a lot. Some people can't listen to your story if they don't inherently believe in anything you're saying, and so the discussion is hard to even start with someone. It just yeah, people test the waters even with their good friends because they don't know how they're gonna, you know, how they're gonna take it. Um, but I've I've talked to the family members, to best friends, and say you know I've known, you know I've known him for since fifth grade. And what he's telling me, I know it sounds crazy, but I believe him because I, you know, I, I know the kind of person he is. And that's what it takes. It's like, because I'll talk to the audience and say, what would you do if a family member came to you and said, I've had this experience and you've known, you've grown up with this family member. What are you going to do? Turn your back on them? And some people cannot go home and talk to their family members, a spouse, yeah. why a lot of marriages break up. Um, What's weird to me is that, like, I, I feel like the state that we're in right now, not that this is anybody's fault or anything like this, but if it came out on the news and they said, yeah, people are being abducted, people still might not believe it. But if the government came out and said, yeah, people are being abducted, people would believe that over the news. Obviously, belief in news that's, you know, up and down, whatever. There's reasons why you shouldn't believe the news and whatnot. Yeah. But that the to me the government is still the the authority yeah. that people will believe. If your church came out and said, "Hey, there's aliens," that there's still people going to be like, "Well, I don't know if I if I believe them." Yeah, it's true. It's true. They they'll never come out though because if yeah, they yeah. did now, then they have to admit that they were lying yeah. all these I years. I just I just laugh because um, even if. They came out and started telling people. A lot of people still wouldn't believe them. So they, they well, go to these lengths of like uh, hiding the truth. And but there's like, also it's like this is something that you can't prove. I I imagine insurance companies would be like, well, 
what the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> because people are like, oh, no, I was abducted. But they will gladly take abduction insurance. Oh, yeah, of I'm, course, I'm of course. I'm all for abolishing insurance companies. Yeah, yeah no, I'm with you there. Um, well, let me ask you this. As a, as a skeptic, I a lot of times I my default argument is sleep paralysis. Um, so how is like... When someone says they're abducted and I say, oh, it's just sleep paralysis, like what's your argument against that? Like how is it what different? What would you say if people people being abducted while they're driving? They're not asleep. Um, and they're, and that they've often other people in the car. Right. That's where I have a lot of cases of missing time where they're driving, say, from the airport, you know, LAX to Glendale, maybe uh, 45 minutes, depending on traffic. Always. Yeah, 45 if you're lucky. Yeah, say, say an hour. Right. And then I get home at, you know, three hours later, and my sister's like, where Wait, have you've, you been? you've heard of... This, okay, I, I have never heard of this. You've heard of abduction stories in populated areas, just regular freeway? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, I have a story in my first book that I'm revising, Right now, um, the, I'm and adding, adding some chapters. Chosen. Chosen recollections of UFO abductions. Mm-hmm. Through I'm adding some chapters. It's because, long story, but I fired my publisher because he was taking money and, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to change the cover and do all that. But um, I have a story in there of two women that were driving on the 101 in Ventura near Thousand Oaks coming home from a MUFON meeting. And one of them spotted... Oh, they spotted this thing in the sky, but it was low. And um, Lacey, you know, she's looking at the thing, and her friend goes, "Oh, that's a, you know, that's a plane." And she, "That's not an effing plane." And then all of a sudden, they don't remember anything after that. They finally get home, or they stop at the grocery store. They're supposed to be home like it by ten. They stop at the grocery store. Nobody's in there. You know, they're thinking, God, this is like right before Thanksgiving. It should be busy. They look up at the clock, and it's it's midnight. So when they get home, of course, their husbands are like, where have you been? And that, that haunted both of them for a very long time, so I regressed both of them on it. So that was on the 101 freeway. Um, so it's not just in, you know, lonely yeah. roads, but that, that happens. It happens in any part every part of the country but i've had i've had busy time cases where there have been families you know in the car and a very typical scenario is they're driving and up ahead they'll go god there must have been an accident because they're seeing flashing lights and the ambulance and you know police cars and all that and they're they're passing through and they're kind of looking and then their memory stops and then it's when they get home and they realize it's way later and what's really strange about this, I've had so many families, they don't talk about it for a really long time. They just don't talk about it. And I think they're programmed not to talk about it, just like people going up and turning off their video camera. And then later, I get people 20, 30, 40 years later, believe it or not, and say, I've got to look at this thing because it's driving them crazy. And, they, and they, they're hoping that they're crazy. They're hoping that they could take yeah. medication. You know, so I said, I go, the fact that you're coming to me and saying, please tell me I'm crazy. I hope I'm, you know, I hope I'm crazy. You're not crazy. I said, because the people that are crazy don't know it. And they're walking around out there like they're normal. Right. You know, there's more crazy people out there walking around. So if if it's like they're on the 101 and they see 
one of them says that's an airplane. The other one says that's not an airplane. What does it look like to everyone else? Is it is there some kind of like uh, what's it called on Star Trek? When they tractor beam, what? No, no. When they put a cloaking device. Yeah. Oh, cloaking device. Is it? Is it? Well, that's that's what the strange thing. And I have another case of missy time like that. He was driving on the five, going up north. Um, he had he was like this car was pacing him. You know they're going. It was New Year's Eve, early New Year's Eve. But it's almost like um, the other cars don't see it, and it's amazing to me. People will tell me, I saw this huge craft over the 14 freeway. It just you know, it covered, I mean, it was like over the both sides of the freeway. And, she, and I said, did anybody else see it? Because nobody was looking. Nobody saw it. So whether those people are programmed or, you know, people are, they have highway hypnosis. They're just driving yeah. and they go to work. And, and, and then not, you know. for how many things, I, I mean, for everyone that has just said, oh, that's just a plane. Yeah. You can write off anything as a plane and just keep going. It's just, you know, it's a very strange phenomenon. That's why it's so hard for some people to believe because they go, oh, well, all these people on the freeway, they should have seen it. You know, they should have been pulling over. And sometimes that does happen. People right. pull over and see this thing. Um, there, I mean, there, there's... Oh, but you God, wonder if one, some stories are almost conscious specific where it's like, oh, just the people they're communicating to or... Well, I was going to ask, like, about implants. You have experience with, like, implants, too? and Yeah, people have had... See, we didn't know this early 90s when people were coming up with scoop marks or very fine incision lines that were just about healed over that weren't there the night before when they went to bed. Yeah. We didn't realize at the time that there was something underneath until we started doing MRIs and x-rays now are you familiar with bud hopkins he's he's considered the pioneer of abduction research he was my mentor he passed away a few years ago he started discovering these things you know um there was a a really strange cork looking thing in in the woman's nose when when they had it she had an x-ray um then my my friend Dear friend, Dr. Roger Lear, yeah. considered the pioneer of um, the surgeries, implant surgery. He passed away. Um, you know, he he was talking to me about, and I have the reports in my latest book, Coronado, but um, he had reports of when he would have these things analyzed that some of the materials were very questionable. Yeah. Even um, even some of them saying like, "Oh, this is not from Earth." Right, and but the scientists won't don't really want to go. They hard atta- They have a hard time attaching to it once they find out what it is. Would it, yeah. Oh, with this element because I I remember one of the first ones they were like, "Oh, this is this is uh, part of a meteor because it's it's got some stuff in it not from Earth." And then oh, this is found in somebody's body. Oh, and then they just don't you know wanna, people they don't want to go wanna, on a limb. Yeah, which you know again they're you it know, puts them on a list too in the same way that that people get put on a list and, and right. And so, unfortunately, and uh, I think he did um, 17 surgeries before he died. Do you know, they still, do they still do, I haven't followed up with them after he passed away. Are they still doing everything? Well, this is we're trying, we're trying to get one or two surgeons on board. I don't even need, they don't even need to use their names. That's not necessary. Yeah, we just yeah. need surgeons, board certified surgeons that are willing to remove these things and then we, then we could send them to labs. But I told the audience last night, look, this takes money. 
We need benefactors, you know. Um, if you're listening out there and you either work at a, at a place where you can do surgeries or you know someone that can, like, get in contact with us. It could be this easy. Absolutely. This needs to continue. We don't need, as I mentioned, we don't need the surgeon's name. It's not necessary. We just need to have at least a couple of surgeons willing to work with us um, because I have a whole list of people that want, they want to, uh, they want x-rays or MRIs. They want to see if there's something there. And you could see some of these uh, right under the skin. You could feel them. And you don't have um, to be a good surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you have to be a board certified I'm just kidding, surgeon. I know. <laughs> what happens with, with these 17 surgeries that he actually took stuff took something out of these people did they did their life did you follow up with them or did anyone and you know it's really funny um some people everyone dire- uh, reacts differently to you know everything grief and whatever and yeah. um some people have experienced depression when it was removed like it was a part of them for a long time right. and they felt like you know something's missing other people felt relief um, other people just wanted to just like get this thing out of me, you know, because it's a foreign object that it wanted in their bodies and they were angry about it. Uh. Um, so everybody reacted very differently. What do you, because um, I've always heard this too, that if you get abducted, you're going to get abducted for, some people are going to get abducted for most of their life and it'll continue with their kids. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Whitley Stryber, you know, and he he's very he has a book about it made the movie communion whatever but he was very open about it happening throughout his life and then and then starting his child's life that's pretty scary to think about if if this is happening to you like there's no end to it um what now you don't need to make inferences if you don't want to but what do you what do you think is happening do you think it's like a like a you know us tagging sharks or you know comparable to that or or do you, what's your perspective on not to, not that you have to have one, but what, well, do, you, what just, do you think? You know, from all the research and all the years I've been in it, I know that the hybridization program is very central to what they're doing. I mean, they're removing ova. Did you did you go to my lecture last night? No, no. I didn't. They're removing ova. They're removing sperm. Um, they're creating, and I know you're going to flip. Well, <laughs> we've they're, talked about it. Yeah. We've talked about it. And this is the point where it becomes science fiction. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, like, I, I can believe that you're helping people with like this thing. I think part of the reason I don't believe in this stuff is because I've never met anybody. Like if my sister came to me and said, like, I've been abducted by mm-hmm. aliens, I would probably take it more seriously. I've never met anyone who's ever made that claim. And so or not to admitted me, to it. Right. Um, it's very widespread. That's the thing, you know. The, the, this conversation goes in that direction, right? But see, but now you're getting to the point where it's like, because what? <laughs> I know. Like, Believe how me. are you? Because this is all like, this is what I like to call the mythology of it. Because it's like there's this whole big story out there about like these hybrids and stuff like that. And the biggest problem, not to interrupt, but like, no one can. No one has a concrete why. People can speculate all the whys they want. It's yeah. happening, yeah. but the whys are confusing. All right, we'll continue. Well, I just think that the biggest problem with it is like these people who have been abducted, like they lose time and stuff like that. But then also, I'm expected to believe that they 
remember this time like on a ship or or something like that and they like remember being operated on or you know what i mean so like that's that's the problem i have with it it's like i mean their skin cells are taken you know sperm for sure ova um then well and then this is a whole different thing and when i did a lot of television um and even radio i mean it's it's hard to talk about this in such a short period of time because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you know it, like it's every so, topic is a giant book i mean when the first right. time i talked about the hybrid program it's like oh my god you know it's like it was it's hard for me to, it was hard for me to verbalize it right i'm just going according to where this research is taking me mm-hmm. and the people that i've worked with who have had these experiences and um, so you're 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 finding this stuff out through like your hypnotherapy, mm-hmm. okay? So and you're like they're, uncovering their conscious memory, their conscious memory, and then what comes up in regression, mm. and we kind of put it all together, right? And then like, like visiting the hybrid children, and like if you get abducted and they take an egg from you, and what's amazing to me is when it comes to physical evidence, there is a lot out there, but you don't know when to take it. So like, let's say that because there's there are stories of people that were pregnant. And then all of a sudden they weren't anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. And where's the physical evidence? It's like, well, we didn't keep track of anything because we didn't know. Well, the any- doctors will just say your body absorbed yeah, it, yeah, or yeah, that's, the, that's what the report, or you know, had a miscarriage, or I mean, and it's just a typical miscarriage and whatever. So it's hard to get that kind of evidence. Um, but uh, oh gosh, I was going somewhere. Now I just lost track of. Willie, you uh, did it again. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Where were we? Hybridization, um, people yeah, okay. speculating. So I'm not going to be able to present someone as a hybrid until I could get them tested, DNA testing or whatever else we have to do. Other uh, researchers have done it. They've, during their talks, they presented hybrids on the stage. Mm. But... But how much of that is just like, oh, it's a carnival, it's a circus? Well, that's the thing is, is until I can get proof, until I could get, say, DNA, then right. somebody tells me, you know what, this is really, you know, unusual. Yeah, and DNA is so weird, too. You can't just have a specialist. You have to have them there to explain things because DNA only looks for things that we know. That's the thing is, what do we have to compare it yeah. to? So that's really difficult. So I, I will never present someone as a hybrid because people come up to me at these mm. conferences i'm a hybrid yeah it's like you know okay right i'm psychic i mean a lot of people are psychic a lot of people are you know but that doesn't mean that they're hybrid so i i can't present that because i feel that all the people that i've worked with i mean that's going to affect all of them like oh yeah she's presenting the hybrids everything else is bs you know exactly i can't yeah. do that like yeah. you have to you have to hang on to your credibility. Yeah. Right. Um, do you know about star seeds? Is that a thing for you? Do you do you buy into that or <laughs> what is it, Willie? Can you define it real quick? Yeah, uh, uh, a, an alien soul having a human experience. All right. You could really go down the rabbit hole with yeah, with yeah, all yeah. of it. Um, yeah, I've I've heard of you know of that. Um, I don't really go in that direction well let me ask you this about your profession because you're using hypnosis right and there's this 
the sort of like fine line you have to walk between like because a lot of a lot of hypnotherapy is 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 uh come under scrutiny for like leading and stuff like that and implanting things that weren't there mm-hmm. like how so how do you how do you get around that and like you don't do it i mean when if you listen to some of my sessions because i tape everything mm. I mean, even people will go my god she hardly says anything right. i'll pose a question you know okay you know tell me tell me what's happening and then you'll say you know i i have this i see this light you know, it's really bright. I'm letting you tell me. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I'll pose another question. You know, um, I mean, you never say, you know, what does the ship look like? Right, right. <laughs> because he hasn't told you that he's on a ship, you right. know. Um, and that's, you see, and, and that's where the difference between, you know, a well-trained therapist to do this work. That's why I'm going to start workshops, uh, for therapists who are interested because I've been approached by therapists because, you know, I'm not, I can't do this forever. And mm. there's nobody, I mean, there's, I get, I get people from all over, say our country, the U S that need help and I can't refer them to anybody. Right. Um, I mean, you have to be open-minded number one. And when you're researching, you have to, you know, okay, you, you, bring, you take in the information and you put it here in the back burner, but if you keep hearing it over and over and over and over, that's when you think, okay, and when the, and then you talk to people that don't know each other, right? that's when you think, okay, you know, what's going on here? And then the, the next phase that I'm going into is, um, and I talked about this last night, which I didn't plan on, but but I, I feel like people need to know, for the last four or five years, like I said, when I hear it, hear it, hear it, I have to say something that new people coming to see me say new clients coming in one after another that no, don't know each other have been telling me, I feel like I'm supposed to know what happened to me. I feel like I'm supposed to talk about it. They, they, they're, they're feeling an urgency that something is going to happen. This will be the past four or five years, and they, they can't pinpoint what. Yeah. But now, this last year or several months they feel like it's accelerating that something is coming down the pike Uh oh like they don't i mean okay when you look at the news and i watch the news because i want to be informed especially without what i'm hearing things that are happening right now in north korea you know russia washington dc is a mess and I'm thinking, but see, they're not saying, oh, it's political. They're not saying that. But other people have said, and I, I quoted them in my um, my lecture that I did in February at the Congress. They were compelled to go to Costco and stock up on water and canned food. And But I told the audience last night, look, I'm not a fear monger. I'm not here to scare you. I said, we, we live in Southern California. They're here in the uh, Pacific Northwest. They're sp- supposedly, they're supposed to have an earthquake, too. We need to be prepared yeah. anyway. But they're Don't prepare not prepare out of fear. Prepare f- because for, something is going to but, happen. And they're not talking about like earthquake. They're, but they don't know what it is. But what's, what alarmed me is that I've been hearing this now from people that don't know each other. And then we've had discussions in our support group. And I asked the audience members last night, how many here have been feeling this urgency, like you need to do something, but you don't know what it is. You see all the hands that went up. So, I don't know. 
I don't know what it is. I mean, I oh, wish great. I did. Well, I know. The thing, <laughs> yeah. the thing though is uh, uh, communicating is the best thing we can do about about anything and everything, because being prepared for any situation right. is having a team of friends. That's all. <laughs> We've got about five minutes left. Do you do you have any like real great questions you you want to ask? Um, do you um, how many? For me, like I, you know, I, I'm very familiar with alien abduction stories and 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 of, of all realms. Um, how many alien races do you fe- hear described through through my work? Yeah, the the very typical ones we love, the little grays with the big eyes, um, and then they go on to the craft, and there's the taller ones that look like the small ones. Mm-hmm. Some of them are wearing very tight uniforms. Others are wearing um, like capes. Then you they they come across the praying mantis. Yeah, the insectoids, which or the, seems yeah. to be they seem to be in charge. There is a chain of command on the craft. The reptilians are there, but that's I, so racist of these aliens. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I mean, come but on. I haven't come across a whole lot of reptilians. I know that the. the um, What's his, the researcher who's really into the reptilians? You know, he says like, there's reptilians in our government, mm. and the queen's a reptilian. I mean, I mean, you could really go crazy over yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's true. I don't know, but I, I haven't. I they're there yeah, because but, the reptilians are not the insectoids on these crafts. When you no, see no. Uh, uh, even uh, uh, Whitley Stryber, what was that movie? Uh, the comedian or comedian? No, I'm sorry, not Whitley Stryber. The Travis. It was Travis. Oh, fire in the movie? sky. Fire in the sky. Yeah. Like yeah, that. There's there's a creature on that craft that looks reptilian, but uh, and then but uh, well, there's also the human, very human looking ones. Now we used to call them the Nordics, you know, in the '90s. Now we're thinking those may be the perfected hybrids. Yeah, oh, the Nordics but, were my favorite ones. Yeah, <laughs> well, the, the Nordics. You still... can still call them Nordics, but uh, but the, yeah, they're they're on the craft, and so they they kind of all work together. Um, they're very. Some of them are very tall. Uh, I mean, because the very white. The story that I have in my head that that I'm not like publicizing or, or do I do I feel like it's going to happen? It's just this the story in the back of my head, uh, not for fear or anything. Is that like well, the hybridization process that's happening is is to take over the next human race cycle. That's David Jacobs' theory. I mean, good, right? We're fucking this up. <laughs> and like, that's we what could they're use, telling We now. could use some help. I don't care. <laughs> Go ahead. But, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, no matter what happens, and I've had dreams my whole life of, of running against abduction and, and, and invasion happening and, and everyone in the masses just marching into being... Uh, controlled and be running the other direction so yeah i you know i have anxiety but i not about these things because there's a weird thing where when you it, it's only going to get crazy if it happens it shouldn't get crazy in your head just speculating and and that and the only thing you can do is prepare have some right. food yeah talk to some people that like hey if anything weird happens no matter what it is earthquake fire whatever like let's just meet up and bring, I mean, got, bring yeah, our resources we together need to be prepared anyway um it, it was just it, it was just alarming to me as i started hearing it more and more and more and so 
February, I stepped out of my comfort zone and changed my whole lecture and talked about the urgency. And then my partner, who's um, a lawyer, he came out and said, you know, that he's an abductee, has been all his life. I gave him 20 minutes of my lecture time to talk about, and this is what we're going to be working on, is um, the abductee's civil rights being violated. Wow. So he was talking about that. And, it, and it's, they're being violated. You know, I was watching a documentary on um, the gays years ago, and all of this, you know, the gay movement started. Right. Change gay to abductee. Yeah, it's very parallel. Especially except, when you're talking about like not being able to talk to your family about it, and right? Stuff like but that. except the gays had it even more difficult because they were dealing with the HIV with the with the AIDS, right? See, the abductees wouldn't have that. Yeah. But it's like, my God, they they gained strides. They could marry in all the states. They, you know, they still have problems, yeah. but yeah. but still, you know, and it's going to take. It's an uphill battle. I'm willing to do it. I mean. I figure before I leave this earth, hopefully I can make a, a mark, you know, for for people that can talk about it, you know, and maybe people like you. Right. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, no, listen. I mean, like, I'm open to it. I want somebody to come and tell me that they were abducted because then it, then it would, like, put a personal thing on it. Have you, know? you ever sat just with your friends and, you know, had drinks and dinner or whatever? Have you ever t- start talking about UFO phenomenon? No, not unless Willie's there, and then and then every meal is that way. And then, <laughs> because because it's it's surprising where some and maybe they won't say it in that setting, but it's surprising how many people have said. Have a family dinner, you know, everyone. Have a family dinner and just talk about aliens. Just talk about you don't need it. Need to go deep, but maybe somebody has something to say. And maybe someone's afraid to tell you because they know you're a skeptic. Well, but I'm open-minded, though. I'm a good guy. No, you are. You're you're a healthy skeptic. <laughs> Thank you. The debunkers, I don't even like to talk to. Yeah. Because they already have their mind made up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, well, um, one last, one last yeah. question, real quick. You haven't had any experience, personally, right? I have. You have? I have. I just recently started talking about it. Ah, oh, fuck. Is this way too late to get into it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and the reason why I came out and start talking about it is because of this urgency movement. Right. People are telling me I feel like I'm supposed to talk about my experiences. I'm talking about people from all over, all walks of life. Uh-huh. Jim, the lawyer, came out and talked about it, and I feel like okay, if these people are coming forward, then I need to come forward too. But it's mainly I don't remember anything in childhood. It, my two sons had experiences when they were young children. My youngest is 32. My oldest is 36. 37 he's going to get married in july and i remember they were having especially my youngest one and so bud hopkins always said keep it to yourself you're you're a therapist you're going to lose uh, objectivity sure so for a long time i did but now when i talked to the audience i said you know i think it's made me a better therapist because when somebody tells me something i know in my heart what they're experiencing right when i tell people you might experience flashbacks, like you're washing dishes, you're you know doing something mundane, and all of a sudden, boom, you have a flashback. I said, write it down, because that happened to me. I was scrubbing the bathroom floor, and I had a flashback. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even thinking about anything, you know. You know how you get around that? Just don't clean the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't after that. <laughs> 
Well, I- Yvonne, we do have to let you go. Um, do you have anything that you want to plug? You have you have two books out there. Um, one chosen: Recollections of UFO Abductions Through Hypnotherapy. And then the, uh, another book, Coronado, The President, The Secret Service, and Alien Abductions. Yes, um, Coronado uh, currently is available um, on Amazon. But if you'd like an autographed copy, email me, and I will send it to you personally. Do you want to give out your email, or can they find that? It's, it's Yvonne, Y-V-O-N-N-E, my first name, the number four, and then PTSD, as in post-traumatic stress disorder, at gmail.com. Great. Um, as I look forward to hearing from your listeners, and um, thank you both so Thanks much. Thanks for being here. Good luck with thank your you. son's wedding. And, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, that's another stressor. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, wait, what, what do I say? What do I say at the end? Did oh, yeah. you stop? Uh, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not after you. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Let's say uh, Seinfeld was on an island, yeah. and he was blowing Boris Karloff. What would, it, what would that be like? <laughs> it might go something like this. Oh, Mr. Karloff, I loved you and Frankenstein, and I love giving you a blowjob. Why, Mr. Seinfeld, I'd love having you fuck.